time to go into auto reverse with Tony and Matt, where we look at bands that were underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some unknown. This week, we're going auto reverse on sticks. So when we decided to do sticks, now do you, whose idea was it to do sticks? Was it yours? We were going back and forth about the band, and I, I, I don't really... I think, re- it, was, I, I think I it was mine. Because, <laughs> you know what, this is a band, and I'm glad, we, I think this is another reason why I'm glad we do these, because, like, I have a knee-jerk, a negative reaction to sticks, and it's more from a personal standpoint. It has really a little to do with the band. Uh, when my stepfather was courting, or soon to be stepfather was courting my mom, he used to play Babe and sing it to her in the car. And my brother and I would just look at each other and just like go, holy shit. But he would do it like more times than like a lot. And my mom liked it, even though when I asked her later, why did you, did you like when he sang to her? She said, no. So the, the idea of this, <laughs> this corny ass band, uh, which they really didn't start off as a corny ass band. They really started off as a full fledged rock band um, in Chicago, no less. Which I thought they were from, like some some Lucy Goose, or, you know, Lucy Goose town. I thought they were from L.A. Yeah, like that, or you know, yeah. you know, Santa Monica or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they are from Chicago, and it, you know, it was formed with the uh, the two brothers. The Minozo brothers with uh, Mr. Dennis DeYoung. And uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, this is a hard band because I, when you did the playlist and we both contributed to the playlist, I really did not want to like this. And I wanted to maybe make this our first band that we said, yeah, let's, let's cut bait on this and, mm-hmm. and just go, go on to the next band. Uh, but... I remember I had my friend uh, Natasha turn me on to Mr. America, Miss America, the song. And I was like, is this a sticks? Because I wasn't, everything after, um, geez, everything after the, um, what was it? Not, uh, it was a Paradise Theater. I really didn't know a lot about. So going back and listening to like Pieces of Eight and Equinox and even the first two albums, which are badass. Mm-hmm. Because they, they they don't sound anything like the later, more operatic, more poppy versions of what they become. Like the, theatrical. Theat, that's probably a better word, theatrical. Yeah. So, that's Dennis D. Young in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because he's the one that helped build the band, and he's also kind of the one that sort of tore it down, Bro- right? Broke it up. Yeah. yeah, he broke it up. Just before his theatrical leanings really took over there mm-hmm. later. But let's talk about... Let's talk about you know, kind of finding this band and rediscovering it again. I think that you learn a lot from seeing where a band starts and where they go to. And it's usually, I, at least the pattern that I've seen a lot of the bands that we gravitate toward, they start in a certain, certain direction and they kind of find their footing around the third or fourth album and then they really kind of take off. This band seemed like it was more they had a really strong footing from the get-go and then kind of went to try to get more popular or try to mm-hmm. 
kind of fall in more with their popular and then kind of submitted the like like they did stuff well collectively and then it seemed like it kind of one guy really wanted to take over his vision of the band and kind of take it into theatrical or more grandiose for uh, paths is that mm-hmm. yeah I mean I I don't know. I, I, I look at those first four records. Uh, the uh, what is it? One, two, Serpents, yeah. Serpents is Rising, and Man of Miracles. Right. And and even Equinox and Crystal Ball, the fifth, the fifth and sixth. And and I I love I love those records. They're sort of like AOR cornerstones, like in terms of like they. Each of those records, well, not one, because one was just one's almost like a boogie, boogie record, like a hard rock boogie yeah, record. Yeah, 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 it's like bar uh, But yeah. two, but two serpents, man of miracles, equinox, uh, crystal ball. They all have like minor, like a minor hit or a hit on right. it. But and a, and a, it's like a hit. And maybe it's slightly corny the hit. Um, yeah. But it's good. But it's good enough. Like kind of like. A, um, what's the song on to trying to think lady. Yeah. Yeah. Lady like that. You hear it all the time on classic rock radio, but it's kind of a cool song and it sort of fits in well with that record. The same goes for come sail away and right, you're right. fooling yourself. Right. Um, um, those, those songs, even though they're a little bit more pop leaning and, and maybe a little bit corny they fit in with the album so that's what they were doing initially like those and i love when bands do that it's like they make these really solid records and with a single or two that are decent or you know not the, the worst pop songs ever right uh and catchy and you can still you still like them 20 30 years down the line but there was a shift after those six records and i and i think you brought it up and you brought it up already earlier here um it's Dennis D. Young. I think he was trying to make these sort of theatrical concept records. Tommy Shaw was not having it. And I think by the time they made, I guess when they break up in like 83 or something. So they had made, yeah. uh, they, uh, Mr. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Kilroy was here yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and at, at that point, like they were, just, it, you know, they, I, I just feel like it wasn't, it was just Dennis D. Young's vehicle, you know? And, and that's what happened. Then they broke up, and then they both had solo careers, and they tried to take it. Both of them tried to take advantage of the sort of like a burgeoning MTV scene and make yeah, videos yeah. and stuff. But to, but Tommy Shaw tried to stay hard rock, you know, and that's you know, and he and he continued that throughout his career. Um, but but yeah, it's it's just it's it's interesting to see how that shakes out with bands, you know. Um, but. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's because Dennis Young's a piano player, keyboard player. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't really know. Like I don't know where that's coming from, but that's what happened. Well, I think like also there was some interesting like kind of progressive. Like in those first four or five albums, there had some like I would say like King Crimson E mm-hmm. or stuff. But it's kind of they kind of it had some much more interesting things that you wouldn't expect from the band early on, and I think that's also because they had. You know the, the the guitarist JY was more of like mm-hmm. a hard rock, even maybe tinges of metal, in his mm-hmm. kind of riff is like Miss America is definitely that's one of his songs, and that's definitely more mm-hmm. hard rock. And 
Mm-hmm. You know, Tommy Shaw is kind of more like a, you know, bluesy, like a bluesy kind of, mm-hmm. you know, but still had that kind of sensibilities. So I think mm-hmm. they had a good, I think when they were there at their best, which, you know, for me, like Pieces of Eight, you know, with the, and then you go to the Hypnosis album cover too. Oh uh, God, that is the, I love that album cover. Yeah. It's so iconic. Yeah, Hypnosis is. is so great at putting that, like, it's like they they set it, set things apart by by doing that. So I, but you know, I've 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 gone on in a nerdy way about hypnosis uh, oh, multiple it, episodes of, it's, it's of more, Reverse. It, it's more endearing than nerdy, but yeah, <laughs> they, they have Thanks. yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That to go like Dennis. I was let's, quick side note on that. Like Dennis DeYoung hated that album cover, and then when mm-hmm. they talked about it in in latter years, he was just like, you know, that's grown on me and it's very iconic and I should you know I didn't see it then but I see it now that why that's such a great album cover but back to music wise like I think that's pieces of a is probably where they kind of came together and were the strongest in terms of everyone's sensibility kind of coming and having a play uh, on on that album it's like you know you have um, you know blue collar man which is a great song that Tommy Shaw did and the pieces of eight where it's a little bit more melodic, uh, Dennis DeYoung, you know, theatrical, um, and you know, just uh, it's it's a, from top to bottom. The Lords of the even the Lord of the Rings, Lords of the Rings song. It's like it's you know this kind of epic tale that he tries to put into the to the album with his songwriting, which kind of goes away from you know they seem to be most of their stuff seem to be kind of a little bit more personal and. Um, less like where we went with like Kilroy where it's trying to do a concept and bigger story about you know the people you know the ills of money and and this and greedy people and this that and the other but the the interesting part I think you know of where they kind of played that out for you know Cornerstones and Paradise Theater I mean I like those albums they both they both have really good songs on there where when we get to Kilroy was here Ah man, it's just like I, we were talking about it, and I was like, I'm, I kind of was gonna just like, I don't even want to listen to that album again. I listened to it many times. My brother had it, and he liked it in the '80s, and I couldn't stand the album, um, so I don't want to revisit it. But I decided like that's just not very fair, and you know, a young head and an old head, maybe there's some kind of difference, and nah, uh, it still you shit. still hate it, still shit. <laughs> Still, still a glossy piece of metal shit, um, and um, you know I could take a good concept album, but that one's just like that's like someone sitting next to a train with someone who's telling you a story that doesn't seem like it's ending ever gonna end. You know they they wanted they had when you when you're at this pinnacle of success because like 
you know, from Equinox, Crystal Ball, Grand Illusion, Piece of Eight, Cornerstone, Paradise Theater, those are all gold and platinum albums. Um, and the last three were like at least double platinum. So they get a lot of money. They're probably, you know, riding their plane, you know, have private planes and got a lot of cash in their pockets. And the egos are probably pretty strong. So it's like, well, let's try to do something. I'm tired of doing this, what we're doing. Let's try to do something else. It's, you know. This is the time in my mind that they should have stuck with the formula and not to, got, not to get adventurous, even though you and I talk about like, oh, we like that they took the chance. Yeah, in this instance, I, you know, I don't, think the, I don't think it was a good idea, but it's a tough band. It's a, I like when bands take chances, but sometimes those chances suck, you know, and that's really what, that, I mean, that's what you're saying. And, but, but, but what I'm hearing from you here that I like is that I want to <laughs> revisit Pieces of Eight. Yes. Like in its entirety. I yes. want to own a copy and li really listen to it. Um, and that and that and that's really like what I've learned from, you know, from doing this episode and doing the playlist is like there's a lot of like B and C material that's really interesting that they that they put together that I just wasn't familiar with. Um, I mean, when I was eight or nine years old, when they were like getting popular you know, I was just hearing the one or two singles on the radio. I wasn't buying yeah, yeah. records, you know. So, um, so it's good to go back and and check out all the other stuff. I mean, I think one and two, uh, one two. I recently I bought a box of records off my neighbor, and it, two was in there, and okay. I was like, oh, this. I was yeah. I was like, oh, I'm gonna listen to fuck. I'm gonna listen to this. I you know, I bet you it's good, and it was. And one, I think I got when I had the record store in L.A. I just, um, I think I bought it. Um, did I buy it? I might have bought it for $4 somewhere, like, while I was shopping for my store, like, going to, to record shows and stuff. I think I bought a copy for 3 or $4 of, of the first one, and it's really good as well. Like I said, it's, a book to me, a boogie boogie rock record. Um, the other thing I wanted to say about Sticks is I used to see Tommy Shaw every other week at my local Gelson's supermarket in L.A. when I lived in Los Angeles. I used to see him with his wife. And then, I believe he was in a episode of buying los angeles you know one of those house shows where they're selling their house right. uh, you've, you've seen those stupid show reality shows so yeah. he was on there with his wife tommy shaw um and that i think that when i used to see tommy shaw all the time that was around the time i saw tim curry in the same supermarket and i was so transfixed by him that i started staring at him and he got pissed off at me and gave me the middle finger in the parking lot which i thought was hilarious um <laughs> But but that has nothing to do with sticks. But still, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it's good. It's good to go back. I, I guess that's the point I'm trying. I mean, to, it's, it's kind of and check it, it out. I mean, it's kind of like how like it's if you were gonna peg them as the band either too, because you like you said they have like you know they have like kind of iterations of their band, and you know if you own the first two albums, and then if you own. Shit, cor I mean, I owned Cornerstone and Paradise Theater, <laughs> and one was a ha one I took from my stepmom, I believe. But it's like, you know, there. I mean, I think even for me, like revisiting songs and hearing songs like Half Penny, Two Penny, and Snow Blind off of, <laughs> like I, forget for whatever reason, forgot really forgot about that album. It's it's, it's kind of all like going i think what you're going to like about this playlist this week is listening to the first cuts from the six first six five six songs because they're so not sticks like 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you can hear it, but you can It's not. It's not. They're trying something else, and they're. I don't even know if they're trying to find their footing, but they're just really. Their band, tr- who who is obviously a tight band, like you. That's one thing I will say about Sticks because I saw them. Oh gosh, what was it in the? I forget in the eighties. And they're a tight band. You know, they <clears throat> they they play what they they got guys at each position. You know the. Pinozo Brothers, the bass and drums are really tight. You know, they play like brothers, people mm-hmm. who've been playing their whole life. So the the, the foundations, you know, is pretty locked in there. And JT is a really good is a really good guitarist. I mean, you can rip. Mm-hmm. I'm not never been a big keyboard guy unless it's a Hammond's. But you know, Dennis mm-hmm. is obviously a very good keyboardist and he's got a really strong voice. I mean, they could they could bring it. I just think that. You know this exer- this exercise of this band. I've kind of kind of sanded away my dislike of them uh, for that one song, which truthfully I've skipped it over it when it came on the playlist. I'm like, yeah, I'm not listening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <laughs> you know, all old grudges die hard. But oh, definitely. But you know, it's like it's contextual, right? So it's like once you get the whole context of who they were, where they came from. I mean, they they were already all the core of that group was playing together in the '60s, right? So of course they're going to be tight. Of course they're going to have this thing, this like special thing, because they were already together, you know, six seven years before they even put a record out. Um, but yeah, it's context. So you listen to the whole thing, and then you realize how you know how cool they were it's like your parents like you know you look at your parents and you're like oh they're so you know lame now you know but maybe you know 30 years ago they weren't so lame and there was more to them you know than the picture you see now in front of you when they're telling you to get up and go to school so it's the same with bands i mean especially bands of this of the the you know the early 70s era that like it's i think it's we could just do a uh auto reverse shows just on sort of classic rock bands from the you know, early seventies, we could just do them all, you know, and, and find something good in all of them. And maybe even decide at the end that they actually were good despite the corniness of their hits or, or what have you, or the, or what happened to them, you know, um, uh, they're behind the music bullshit. Cause I mean, th- this is a total, like, that's the other thing I think sticks sort of credibility might've been damaged by, um, D- um, Dennis DeYoung and Tommy Shaw's beef, you know, and then, and I haven't they like gotten back together and broken up and gotten back together yeah, a whole bunch of times too? A couple times, yeah. And I think it's like yeah. there, there's this really weird because I was mildly interested in what the what the the reason was for them breaking up, even though you know some bands they should just break up, and this is one of them. But they it was like one side says, you know, Dennis Young says, yeah, I'd be happy to play with them again if they had me. I would love to do a reunion, and those guys and the they. JY and um, uh, Tommy Shaw both say, "Yeah, Dennis is not interested, so it's it, there's no way we're going to do it again." So it's just like it's it's one of those annoying things. Like to me, it's yeah, it's like, anno- it's anno- it's anno- it's like annoying the way like if your friends complaining about breaking up with their girlfriend, you you kind of are like, "Yeah, that sucks," but you really don't care. And it's kind of the same with bands, but, but yeah, it's like the same with bands breaking up. You're just like. All right, well, the party's over. You st- you finish making the music. I really don't give a fuck what what happened here. It's this isn't my really my business, and that's kind of how I feel in it. But I but I think it's shitty because it diminishes the sort of like 
the goodness and the and the creativity and the inspiration of the bands when you when you get into the per the personal interpersonal stuff it's such it's so boring right but, but that stuff's like yeah listening to music or going or reading facebook it's like you're gonna get more out of listening to the music the, the other the noise that's on facebook or twitter it doesn't really matter you know and Whatever they want to do, that's fine with me. I don't. I hope they just yeah. stay retired. You know, do whatever that they're doing right now. You know, um, you know the thing that the itch that always I want to scratch with sticks is, what if they would have just kept playing like straight ahead rock songs rather than trying to get a little bit more fancy? That, <laughs> yeah, they got fancy pants with shit. If they if they would have kept things straight rock because like Renegade and Miss, you know, there's a lot of songs that they show that they could be a straight rough rock band and they could have made a nice living from that. The, the thing mm -hmm. that I hear from everyone is like, look, you gotta have a ballad to be a successful rock band, which I've never been a big fan of that theory, but I, the facts probably bear that out. But, you know, do you think that they did get a little too fancy pants or they would have, or maybe a less annoying question is, do you think they would have been a greater a greater band or as successful or would you have liked to seen them as a straight rock band? Uh, I don't I don't know. That's hard to say. I didn't even really appreciate their straight rockness until like I said, until I bought the first few few records later in life. So in some ways I don't know because all I knew when I was a kid when they were coming out is it was was the hits and i kind of like most of them right i, I mr roboto was dog shit but uh, all the a lot of the stuff before that i really like um so so even their ballads i thought were good songs but and and mate and was you know added color to who they were but um would would they have been more successful if they had stayed? Are you yeah. asking me would they have been nah, more successful? If I they... know the answer to that would have been is no, but I mean, would no, you, yeah. Would you? Have, yeah, I think so. No, yeah. Yeah, I mean, would you have preferred them to be? I mean, this is a band that kind of shifted. They were, you know, shapeshifters in some ways. They kind of just yeah, stayed, kind yeah. of went in this, that, and that instead of just saying, "Oh, this is what we're going to be doing." And I like again. If you made an album and just put all the rock songs on them, I would be the happiest guy in the world because it's like that's the kind of stuff I like to hear them doing. When they, when I start hearing the tinkling of a keyboard starting things off, I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, I agree, I agree with that part with you, where I prefer their rock stuff and I prefer them as a rock band. But I don't think they would be sticks if that's all they did. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I think I they need it. They need it. They, they, it was, it was like Dennis D. Young was part of their DNA. Like it was the, he start, helped yeah. start. He was one of the founders. He was a sort of melody of that band. And you know, you know what I mean? So, it, so even though like, I think he was corny as hell and I couldn't like, I, you know what I mean? Like right. I, I don't, I don't love him. Uh, but at the same time, he was he was an integral part of that band, and yeah, and, extremely. And I don't think they would be sticks without him, and yeah, nor, and nor nor would they be sticks without Babe. Is as yeah, that song I can't listen to it anymore, but it it's still part of who they are. It's like kind of when we did the Chicago episode, right? 
um, the first one we did. Um, it's just like don't, <laughs> don't compare uh, Chicago to. States. I'm not going to compare them to Chicago. Oh, don't do that. Uh, even though they're both from Chicago, but what I'm saying is Chicago <laughs> had some of those corny songs that belie, that belie, you know belied the their their more incredible jazzy hard rock okay, workouts uh, but so you know what i'm saying so yeah, yeah, it was part, it's part of it it's part of the whole package well, and, well, and 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 i and, and dude i i'm with you man like i had a hard time with this episode i was the one that said to you let's do sticks and i think that was more of like me throwing firecrackers into a crowded room i was like yeah fuck it let's just do this yeah. this band not not real just from listening to the first few records and saying this is unbelievable it's unbelievable hard rock proggy hard rock uh, but then as I started to sort of ex- uh, explore their catalog and go th- and do the playlist, I was like, oh, some of this shit is corny. I don't know how I feel about this. I oh, reading about them. Dennis DeYoung is an asshole. And, I, and I'm just kind of like, oh, do should we really do this? And I sent you a text. I was like, do we cut bait on this? Yeah. Do we do this one? And you were like, no, we'll do it. And so and that's kind of like part of the show, right, is that we 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 tend to there's the easy ones that we do that are like no brainers, home runs. And then there's ones like this that are a little bit more complicated, well, and yeah, I, I it, kind of appreciate them, you know? And that's a good way of put. you know, and I agree. And I think that when you brought the Chicago one, it just kind of a little light went on because it's like there's there's a thick line between the Terry Cap Chicago and what came afterwards. And there's, not, right. and there's not really that thick line with sticks. It's just really like it kind of bleeds, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so my perception of them is... You know, I wouldn't say that I wince when I hear the name Sticks, but um, I think that I, I definitely, I mean, at least now, because I've listened to more of the, the first four or five albums, which I, I've only listened to them like a little, I didn't really listen to much of the earlier albums, especially one and two. So I think that that gave me kind of a new eye on them. Even though I still will probably wince, it won't be as pronounced. You know. Yeah, and and it's funny while I was working on the playlist and sort of going back and forth whether to do the sticks episode or not, I watched uh, Adam Sandler's Big Daddy. Yeah, remember that movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. He, he that like right, it, right, from right. that movie, I guess his favorite band is Sticks. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, maybe there's something to this, <laughs> or maybe there isn't. I don't know. There's definitely not much to Adam Sandler when it comes to those big movies, but yeah. he he is. It's funny. My son finds him very funny, which I'm not surprised. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So that that yeah. So you know, yeah, we're going based on uh, Adam Sandler's recommendation. And I think that's. I think a lot of the, the the bands, and I think these are the bands that are interesting to us. Is things that we have a perception with them, and taking it and. We, you know, you and I taking that deeper dive and saying, okay, what's this band really about? And there's, you know, there's a lot to be admired about Sticks, uh, and a lot in their journey uh, from first album to last is, you know, it's it's you can't call it boring and you can't call it uninteresting. And there's some really great music. I wouldn't even say sprinkled. There's there's a lot. There's a, a significant amount of strong music uh, that they've done over the years. I mean putting sales of albums to the side. I mean, from a, a purely a listener standpoint and someone who really lifted his leg and took a piss on these guys every chance he got, he had earlier, especially, you know, I, you know, I really enjoyed listening to the playlist and, uh, and I hope everyone does too. Cause it's, uh, it's, 
it's a it's not a it's it's kind of a complicated band it's a complicated relationship as you say it's it's not straightforward with this band uh unless you're a, a sticks fanatic it's really you know there's a lot of push yeah and pull. it's it's there's a lot of push push and pull love and hate they to me are the jalapeno popper of bands <laughs> that's that you know we've been talking about comparing these bands to food they are definitely the jalapeno popper um that's just how i see them in terms of food uh yeah i would put them more like uh which what's, what's it called would you put uh, peanut butter into celery and put raisins on top of it oh um uh, Not bump on a log. Ants on a log? Ants, ants on, on a log, log or something? They're more like yeah. ants on a log. <laughs> ants on a log? Okay. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> I mean, there's some sweet stuff. There's some protein. But in the end, there's an empty calorie at the bottom. <laughs> Is it one of those like cheese and... Are they like a cheese and crackers? Like the stuff you get at the store where the cheese is on uh, one side and the crackers is on the other? <laughs> Uh, my kid bought some of that spray, okay. che- spray cheese the other day, and I was oh god, whiz I, I, the whiz. Yeah, it was some other kind, but it was you know it was, <laughs> it was the organic. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I, the I, organic I, kind. I was, no, it was, but I was just like you know my my idea is like okay, try it, and I think that's a good metaphor for for this. I may look you may look at the can and go oh that can't be good for me, but you know you may enjoy it. And I took you, you'll find you'll find something in it. I put some cheese on the happy. cracker, and it yeah. made me pretty happy. So I think that's a good thing for sticks. So hey, let us know. Yeah. yeah, let us know what you think about this little journey that we've taken you on. Uh, uh, our email address is um, auto reverse pod at gmail or let us know on the uh, aforementioned social media, Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, we'll see you next time. All right, peace.